Welcome to the Digital Lactation Podcast, a place for you to feel seen, heard, and empowered along your lock journey. I'm your host and digital lactician, Jocelyn Renee. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode. I'm so grateful for your presence. Let's kick off this episode with a check-in, a roll call, where you at, where you tuning in from, and of course, what's your name? Like that's, that's, that's a given if you're, you know, watching the podcast live. If you're just listening to it on the audio experience, definitely just shout out where you at. Just like, you know, I'm Jocelyn and Mary, shout out to me, <laughs> right? Because, hey, we all need a little bit of affirmation every single day. As your digital lactician, I strive to help you cultivate the healthiest of the locks possible. And I know that the community is going to show up because tonight, today, is community Q&A. In addition to covering some in-depth, uh, how should we put this, clearing up some myths as it relates to lock and detoxing. Because I posted a video, I shared a video, and listen, I was attacked. So I feel like we, we have to clear up some detox conversation in addition to, to talking about the humbling stage of life, also known as the awkward phase, a.k.a. the ugly stage, formerly known as the transition from teenage to adult locks. All right. So we're covering all of that tonight. It's going to be uh, a very juicy conversation. So hopefully you're able to kick it live with us. If you're watching the replay, truly appreciate you as well. Um, no worries there, but make sure you come back every Thursday at 8 p.m. All right. Set a timer. It's better live. Would you agree? If you're here live, press a one in the comments if you think that it's better live. I do want to acknowledge Keisha's here. And Carolyn, shout out to you, Carolyn, with the uh, being a part of the Crown Crew. I see you. And Teresa's here in Miami. We got Tampa. We got Florida, Kentucky, St. Louis, North Carolina. Angelica, thank you for joining. Chanel, look, the family. <laughs> There's a lot of one in the, in the comments. I'm just, 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 just to let you know, okay? And I don't know if. Uh, the screen's big enough where you are or if you are watching it live, but I'm just going to go ahead and dress the elephant in the room. Yes, I did change my hair color. Okay, guys, like I couldn't do it. I just really could not do it any longer. So we are back. Natural color. Okay, my natural. I told you all and I really appreciate the community coming to my aid in a time of need. Um, really helped me center and ground, ground myself, particularly around just not feeling like myself, feeling like I recognize the woman I'm staring at in the mirror. So I went my natural color because I'm I'm looking forward to embracing the silver hairs. I did see who said that? something says a lot of silver up in here. Hey Pandora, where, where was that? So I'm looking forward to embracing the silvers and couldn't go all my color. I got a little little pops of my emerald in there. All right. So just so you're not, just so you know, this this is me now. All right. We're gonna kick it off with a quiz. Y'all know I do uh very much so like to 
be centered around education and healthy hair for locks while having a little bit of fun. So a little pop quiz in the comment section, okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any silvers just yet, but I mean, one day they'll be there. <laughs> so pop quiz, you ready? Are you ready? When doing a lock detox, this is true, true or false. So you can press the T for true, F for false, shout it out wherever you're listening to, walking, however you like to do it. True or false, when performing a lock detox, you should be using baking soda and apple cider vinegar together to detox your locks. True or false? Let me know in the comments if that is true. If you want to deeply cleanse or detox your locks, should you be using apple cider vinegar and baking soda to get that job done? Is that a true statement or is that a false statement? What say you? And there's a little over 20 folks here, 20 community members here. So I'm, I'm looking for at least maybe 15 responses at least. All right, let's look at that like 80%. So I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12 falses, one true, two I don't knows. I think that's 15. 12, two, I think it's 15. All right. So we got, got our numbers. Shout out to all the false. I'm gonna do my best to break this down in a very succinct way. I personally believe this deserves its own video explanation. I feel like I've shared it before, but just so you don't have to dig deep, go back and look for it. Baking soda, apple cider vinegar together. It's taking us back to chemistry class, okay? Anybody care to guess the pH of baking soda? Number or just a general, is it acidic or is it basic? Anybody know? What is the pH of baking soda? Put it in the chat, in the, in the comment section. What is the pH of baking soda? Anybody know? Anybody know? Okay. Very alkaline. Alkaline slash basic, okay? Dakota says it's basic, it's a pH of 10. Chanel says it's too high, okay? Yes. So the pH of baking soda, I want to say it's around 9. 9, between 9 and 10, okay? Now, what is the pH of your scalp? That, that's one I feel like we all got to know. Okay, what is the natural pH of your scalp? And it's important to notice because you may see some shampoos that say they are pH balanced. You don't know the pH of your scalp, but how would you know what that means? What would you say is the pH of your scalp? Or do you know? Press a three if you don't know. Press a four if you know. Without Googling, okay? 
without Google? You know, we we got we got the answer without Google. Do you know the pH of your scalp? Okay. Listen, this is a safe space. Okay. So the safe space, there's no judgment. We're all here to learn and grow together. That is why we're in this community. Okay. So you don't know the pH of your scalp, pH of your scalp here, your scalp. It's naturally acidic. Okay. So pH, you know, varies from person to person, but the range is between 4.5 and 5.5 pH of your scalp wants to be acidic. Okay. We naturally have, um, uh, fungi that lives on our scalp. In some instances, it can be overproductive and give you, uh, or show up as things like, um, dermatitis on your scalp. Dandruff. Dandruff is a fungi that has been overactive, also known as pityriasis. So when our pH balance of our scalp is off, just like the pH balance of anything, things start to go a little crazy. So if bacon soda is a 9, 10, our scalp is like a 4. Y'all know like in the middle is like 7. That's like water. Let's think about apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, what is the pH of it? I'm a, if for the sake of time, the pH balance of or the pH of apple cider vinegar is right around a 4 right around the same thing as your scalp. Going back to chemistry, and I'm gonna tell y'all this, chemistry was one of the hardest sections when I was in cosmetology school. Also challenging for me when I was in high school because I was not there. I was, you know, hanging out. <laughs> but when you mix these two things together, nine, four comes together or an alkaline or basic and an acidic. You mix them together, they neutralize each other. It, it looks cool. Bacon soda, apple cider vinegar, it looks cool. Like you see the reaction, you see visibly them counteracting each other. And you're like, dang, it's working. Oh my gosh. And this is no shade, okay? I'm not bashing anyone because I too had tried or attempted to do lock detoxes with baking soda and apple cider vinegar. However, one, it neutralizes itself. And then two, because the method of detoxing with using baking soda and apple cider vinegar is pour baking soda all over your locks. It's abrasive, it's very drying. So it makes your hair really brittle and hard. And then you have the apple cider vinegar in there, which is like pulling all the things out or trying to pull things out, breaking things down, shall we speak. It damages the hair. And with locks, it's not immediate, it's over time. So the short answer is detoxing your locks is not the mixture of baking soda and apple cider vinegar together, okay? Do not do that. I will I will encourage you not to do that. You do whatever you want, but I would encourage you not to do that, okay? Basic detox for your locks. You can utilize just apple cider vinegar. 
Okay. I mean, it's diluted, but you don't need to mix it with baking soda. Okay. Please, please stop doing this. If I, if I could ask that one question. Press a six in the chat. If this was helpful to you, insightful, did you learn something? Press a seven if you still have questions about the detox process. And we can bring those back up in the community Q&A, okay? But if this was helpful for you, going into a new season with your locks, I, I highly encourage you to detox once a year. So this is it's calling you to clear your energy, clear your locks, they feel heavy, they feel way down. Please do so without mixing baking soda and apple cider vinegar. Okay, if you have any other questions, definitely post them in the chat. Okay, we're going to do a community Q&A here for the folks that's live, for the family that's live with me today. Okay, and now I'm going to get into tonight's topic because I want to say it was like two or three episodes ago, there was a resounding, <laughs> resounding acknowledgement that we did not, we have not clearly defined what the stages of locks are. And so because it's not clearly defined. You don't know where you are. And if you don't know where you are, how can you know where you're, where you're going? What it looks like? Have you arrived? Where, what, what is the journey for you? And so I know that it's really important to understand the stages of the locking process. And so last episode, we talked all about that little baby, the teenage stage where your locks get pregnant. Now we're going to get into humbling stage all right that teenage to adult transition again that's the that's the stage where a lot of a lot of people quit a lot of people give up but i bet you after this it'll all make sense all right and before we get into that one time for crown elements Ooh, this girl just told me my locks smell good. I was like, I am so glad that I sprayed the pure scalp on my hair after that workout because sis, I'm out here smelling good and fresh and I want that for you too. So make sure you head over to crownelements.com and grab you some pure scalp. Just mm, locks just smelling fresh, scalp feeling good, pure scalp. Get you some. Now I'll be back here <laughs> reciting the words. But thank you so much for tuning in to the commercial break sponsored by Crown Elements. Let me just fix my mic real quick. Oh, the mic wasn't even working. Hopefully that's a little better. Hopefully you can hear me now. Can you press the eight if you can hear me? Press the eight if... I'm coming through clearly because I just switched microphones and I want to make sure that I'm clear because I got the heater on. It's cold. I'm in Maryland. It's like, uh, what is it? 17 degrees outside, 22 degrees outside. All right. Y'all can hear me. Great. Thanks. Okay. So the humbling stage, who here acknowledges the ugly stage? Do you call it the ugly stage or is that you shun that? Press a two if you shun calling it the ugly stage. Press a one if you don't care. Like, call it what you want. You know, just, just words, whatever. Ugly stage, awkward stage, 
humbling sage. All right, so we're not, no, we have decided collectively. Let me see. Ooh, I like that one. Mari says it's the cocoon stage. <laughs> I do like that. I like that a lot. Ooh, the unique stage. Okay. So I feel like collectively it looks like we are not acknowledging the ugly stage. There's nothing ugly about your hair. Okay. Tamika says, I call it the disobedient stage. And that's real. I have yet to parent a teenager, but I see it coming. See it coming. Not to say that my babies are disobedient or any teenager is disobedient, but you know, I was once a teenager and it's not that I was disobeying as much as I was creating my own rules. <laughs> so yes. And again, like I was sharing locks very much follow what it's like to grow as a, a human, right? You don't know nothing. Not to say you don't know nothing. You don't know how to operate like the big humans do when you're a baby. Because you know everything. Them little coils you got, they know they're going to be locks one day. The little baby, the baby knows it's going to walk and talk and be itself one day. You just got to get there. So it's, it's a journey. It's a transformation. So I would say with your locks, going through the cocoon stage, the disobedient stage, the teenage stage, getting to adulthood, there are, let me see, two, three things that cause people to cut their locks, quit on the journey, or feel like they are awkward or that it's not going right. One is the frizz. The amount of frizz that's going to happen in this stage is more frizz than you'll ever experience, I would say. Press a four in the chat. If you feel like you had the most amount of frizz right before your locks started to get compact and tight, press a five if you're not quite there yet. <laughs> so, I've gone through four, three stages. I've gone through three lock sets myself, started hundreds of locks for other people as a loctician. And that transition from baby to teenager to adult, the frizz is right here. It is insurmountable because your locks have started to have a foundation and the hair is shedding. I'm going to throw another pop quiz out for the class. If you were here two episodes ago, you know this answer, and I want to see it in the chat. How many strands of hair do we shed every single day? How many strands of hair do we shed every single day? Because we are born with all the follicles we'll ever have. When you start your lock foundation, you are not starting just regular old twists. You're starting locks. And so how you have a part to lock ratio, it matters. See, teacher says. A bunch of, a bunch of hairs. <laughs> Barbara's in. <laughs> you got a hundred. <laughs> so you are shedding at least 50 to a hundred strands of hair every single day, every single day, like at minimum, like slow growth um, or slow cycle of growth, 50 strands of hair. You have fast cycle, hair cycle, about a hundred every single day. And so 
that accumulation of hair shedding is what swells up your locks. And what does our hair do when it gets wet? I was just teaching a class at a salon uh, in Maryland this past Monday, and I was asking them, like, if you had straight hair, your hair was straight, if your hair was loose and you pressed it straight and you walked outside in the rain, what's the first thing that's going to happen? What is, when that water touches your hair, what is the first thing your hair is going to do? And it's one of the things I believe makes textured hair um, or curly hair, wavy hair, so unique. I, lo I love the words. It's going to puff. It's going to swell. It's going to draw up. It's going to bunch. It's going to react. Your hair is going to react to the water. And so you started your locks and now you're washing your hair. You're moisturizing it every day. You're doing things or your hair is coming into contact with water and moisture. And so it's like, relax, scrunch, relax, scrunch. And all of that is going to cause it to frizz which ultimately allows it to tangle. So that is where you get all of that frizz in that stage because it has been doing that motion over and over and over and over and over again. And now we have frizz, we have matting, we have tangling. And then once it gets to adulthood, all the tangles start to interweave together and become tighter. But before that happens, they have to move, they have to tangle. So you get that frizz. The other big reason why a lot of people cut their locks during this stage or feel like they're not doing anything, they feel like they're not doing it right, they feel like they messed it up, they feel like it's not for me. Because they started their locks, let's say at ear length, and a year later, their hair is above their ears or it's at the same exact length. And they're like, my hair, my locks is not growing. I started this lock journey because I wanted length retention. I see everyone, they have really long locks. And I see this, this, this girl or this guy has the same kind of hair type as me. And like, we started about the same time or like maybe they're just like a year ahead of me, but like their hair is long and my hair is short and I did not do it right. I'm gonna cut these out. When in reality, because of all that shrinking and tangling, happening, all of that movement, and they're all like tank, they're, they're frizzy, and they're like this, and they got to come like this, it's all going to go up. So when you are starting locks, you'll have length. The middle of this transformation, you'll have shrinkage, a lot of shrinkage, because your hair is now locking on itself. And then once it has locked on itself, when it's, once it has fully butted all the way down the length of hair that you have started with, it's going to take off. But it has to form its internal lock matrix so that as you continue to shed 50 to 100 strands of hair every single day, there's a solid foundation in the space for all of that shed hair to grow and accumulate so that the locks get longer. But if that doesn't happen... As you shed hair, it's not it's not caught in the locks. And so the roots start to get thinner. The length of your lock starts to get weaker. The hair ends up breaking off. And it's one of the reasons why 
if you are consistently styling your hair the exact same way as you're growing through this process, you can start to experience thinning because your locks are compacted in a way that prevents them from forming a solid matrix because you're choke holding it as you're styling it. And so if it doesn't have a solid matrix or foundation, as your hair starts to shed, this it's not going to be a little lock root right here. So it's going to be loose hair, loose hair for like two, three inches because nothing was able to form right there. And I want you all to remember or know that as you are growing through this locking process, this, this right here, humbling stage, uh, adult stage, like it, this is the oldest part of your hair. And as you get higher, this is like your baby locks. You get to the roots, these are like your starter locks. Your lock may not always, like if I untwist it, this might not be the best example, but you see how it's a little thinner right here or skinnier right here? This is the starter stage. But if you are consistently grooming your locks, it will quickly begin to create the internal matrix so all the shed hair can catch and your lock can grow consistently. But if you have space here, big here, like they tell a story, they do tell a story. So stress and all that can have an impact. But generally speaking, your locks should have space to create the internal matrix, the first go round, and as you are locking. So you can be locked and your roots are still locking. Does that make sense? Kim, it does not. So Kim asked a great question when we're talking about consistently styling your hair, particularly in the beginning. So I'm glad you brought that up. The question is, is it true for curls? Like if you're styling your hair in curls, is that going to impact the locking process? And I should have been more clear. If you are consistently doing compression styling, so like braids or twists or updos, things where you're wrapping the locks around themselves, those are what is going to choke hold the lock. But curls, like bantu knots or pin curls, things that follow the same pattern or rotation as the hair are not going to impact it. So one of the things, some people just like to style. They have to have their hair styled. If you have to have your hair styled, style your hair in a way that's going to support your locking process, like curls, like bantu knots, like pin curls, like just using the lock itself to go around in the direction that you retwist, right? Because you want to reinforce what you want to happen. So curls, exception to the rule. But again, during this process, you should not be styling over and over and over and over. You need to give your hair some rest or give your locks the opportunity to expand so that they can do their thing. And once your locks get more mature, you can keep, you can style a little bit more frequently, but again, like you see, see my locks and I feel like it's even more noticeable because they're like darker, but you see down here and they're like very smooth. And I was like, never styling ever. And to get up here, I'm like, oh man, lock, I'm good. Or I got lazy and I don't feel like doing my hair. I'm just going to put in some twists, these little notches. So I'm twisting my hair because you twist your hair while it's wet and it's dry. Your hairs want to stay in whatever state it dries in. And so we dry the hair and we leave it in our crinkly state 
but then we go don't go back to wash it for two three weeks well now that little indentation or that little pattern that you wash your hair with it's not part of the story of your locks so i'm trying to get back you see i'm trying to get back to my smoothness let my hair be free because again i had a story i just i i have it my hair was at my waist i was like you know what twist it braid it but if you ever have locks that have a bunch of notches and humps and indentations, you're probably styling a lot over and over and over. All right. But you can cultivate smooth locks if you're doing curls or just letting your locks be loose. All right. Uh, so <laughs> Kimberly says, I like to call it the fun stage. Embrace it. She also says, I love that stage. I love that stage too. I feel like my locks were the fullest they ever be, ever had been. Because again, they're swelling, they're frizzing, but they're they're forming, right? And then they start to condense. And so they shrink and they get tighter. Um, and then they stay tight. That's why I'm like, the later stages, like, yes, yeah, lock, but it's not, nothing's really happening until the ends start falling off. And it's like, all right, well, guess I got too old, <laughs> you know? So with this stage, just know if you feel like your hair is short or losing length, it's not your fault. It's natural. It's part of the process. Remind yourself that what's happening is internal. And once the inside catches up to what we're trying to get it to look like on the outside, it's going to take off. And it's one of, you're going to be like, dang, wasn't my hair in my ear earlier this year? It's out my chest. It's giving bra strap length. And it's going to come in no time. Okay? But you have to be patient. That's why they say patience is one of the key ingredients of this life journey. All right. Um, and then the frizz, part of the process. So your hair needs it, again, to form what's happening on the inside. And it's going to be thicker in that interim stage. But your the ultimate size of your locks is going to be after it condensed. So that is one of the roles of a loctician. Like I, I tell my students um, that I train in my holistic loctician training program, like you are a fortune teller. Your job is to look at someone's hair, look at someone's density and their roots and hear and know what size locks they want in the future and plan for that now. But knowing that the hair is going to expand, it's going to swell, it's going to frizz, styling, how they like, like all of that can have an impact and then it's going to shrink. So how do you size it today to get there through this so that they're happy, like long-term? It, it's a science. It's an art, but it's also a science. Um, so hopefully that makes sense with the, what, what are we agreeing the stages? <laughs> the disobedient stage, the humbling stage of lots. That is all what is happening. Um, if you have questions about that stage, definitely post them in the chats. And if you have general questions, maybe you have questions about lens or lock styling or moisturize, like what if you have a general question about your locks? Let's see if we can, as a community, as a collective, do a QA. All right. Dakota said, my hair was 80% shrinkage loose, and I'm just seeing the length. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Um, Barbara says, so what do you do about the frizz? 
The short answer is embrace it. It's part of what your locks need. They need the frizz. They need the frizz. They need the frizz because that is what gives them strength. Have you ever seen people like, like you see this, I don't know, again, if the camera, if the video that you're watching is um, detailed enough, we're not in 2030 yet, but <laughs> to see how I have a halo of hair like around my locks. I have very wavy, cur loose, curly hair. There are people, I don't even want to say the word loctician, but there are people that will take scissors and cut that frizz off because not speaking for them, but what I think it is, is that you are striving to have the locked hair look like tamed, neatly groomed straight hair with like straight hair, like just straight Caucasian hair it's flat. And a lot of times that is like the standard for what people think is beautiful or acceptable. And so if you have locks that are made with texture hair, like they need a curl to like express themselves, to cut that out is not embracing or acknowledging the fabric of what makes that lock. So embrace the frizz, understand that over time, it will move inside of the lock. Asterisks, and this is also something to look out for, for those of you that go to a loctician. Can I get a quick check-in who DIY, put DIY in the chat, or who goes to a salon? So right, salon, you... DIY your hair, you could press a seven, or if you go to a salon, press an eight. Because for those of you that may go to a salon, I want you to be aware of things you want to look out for. And for those of you that DIY, that may happen to have need to go to a salon, or you just wanting to know for your own, own sanity. Um, what to look out for when it comes to this frizz. <laughs> I love that. I am your digital optician, okay? Helping you to DIY it in these streets, truly. So most are DIY. Okay, great. I think it's a necessary skill to know how to do your own hair um, and know how to cultivate your locks and what you're looking out for. But for those of you that are going to a salon, the frizz that you have on your locks or a question you can ask your loctician, how long will I have frizz? How long will my locks be frizzy? And I want you to really listen to their answer because a lot of what makes up that answer is going to tell you what their philosophy is. A lot of us that may be DIY, it may be because you didn't agree with the philosophy of that loctician, but you didn't even know there were different philosophies for locking. Or if you are going to the salon and you're like, I don't like the products they're using or I take my own products, it's like your philosophies don't align because there are locticians that have a more 
stylistic approach to locks. Their goal is to make your hair as sleek and as neat and as quaffed as possible. Never mind how that will impact the health of your locks. There are other locticians like myself who have a holistic approach to locks. And it's like, we want you to be able to cultivate. We know that product is not necessary for locking your hair. Product usage is only to support the health of your hair. And so when your hair is frizzy, or let me, better yet, you will always have frizz, is the answer. But if they say, oh, it should go away in like two, two, two months or six months, for me, that's a red flag because you're either going to cut my frizz or you're going to be shellacking my frizz with locking gel or um, edge control or something so that I don't see it. Because for the most part, frizz is part of your journey because, again, your hair that grows from your scalp is not locked. It has to grow through that process. It's going to have to frizz at least a couple inches. And what do we always see when we look at ourselves, look at our hair? We see our roots. And that be the part that's frizzy. <laughs> we, it's, it's cool at the ends. You're like, I don't care about the ends, but what about my roots? Why my roots? Like, you see my roots is always frizzy. What do I do about all this? The, the hair, my, the, my parts, I can't see them. Why? It's part of the process. So ask that question. But really think about how they go, how to answer that. Okay. All right, let's get to some of these Q&A questions. So Mari says, hello. Hey, can you please share the benefits of hair growing away from your lock? Hmm, benefits. Uh, I don't know if I would classify that as a benefit. Um, and I say that as a fellow person that has hair that grows away from my locks, okay? Is it a benefit? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm can't say that I ever thought about any benefits, but if you all have any benefits, definitely let me know. Um, hair growing away from your lock is it's just some hair, it's it's truly a hair type dependent um outcome. Some hair types. The hair just grows with the locks and it just has this really long, thick, beautiful hair. I posted a, uh, what is it, a short on my YouTube recently. I want to say it was today um, with some locks that I found on IG. And I was just like swooning over. And like the first one is this woman, her locks. I want to they got to be down to her knees, but they're so thick and juicy and the roots are so plump. And it's clear that you may not go, you could go four months without retwisting and it's just they juicy and plump and they just want to stick together. Let me go four months. My little lock won't be dangling at the root because my hair grows away. And again, like I was sharing, if that frizz or the roots is not connecting to the shaft and you're not forming that lock matrix right here, like the closer, the smaller the gap between this like tangle part of your lock and the loose hair, the smaller this gap is, the fuller, the stronger your locks would be. But if it's this much, like two couple inches of loose hair, and your hair grows away from your locks, 
the weaker that they will be because you are reducing how, how much hair is captured in this lock. And that is going to impact it. Not today, not two months from now, but six months down the line when this part is down here. And it's like, oh, because I didn't form a matrix here, all the hair that I could have captured in these months has shed. It's gone in the bathroom, it's in the car, it's in, it's in the wind. So it gets a skinny part there. So you want to, or it is helpful for the DIY locticians out there, or even locticians, one of your goals is to ensure that this space is contained, shall we say. All right. So I don't know. What's what say you? <laughs> what say the community with benefits? Because I don't know. I don't can't say I have a benefit there. <laughs> um hair growing away from locks allows you to master locksmithing. That is a great benefit, Dakota. Thank you. That is very true. Locksmithing is a great technique to do when you have hair that grows away from the lock. See, shout out to the community, okay? Because uh, Mari says, thank you for answering my question. My hair grows away from my lock. I do love the frizz, but I combine some of my locks because I was afraid of them thinning. So when your hair grows away from your locks, it's important that you are very, cons very consistent with your grooming. Ain't no, you know, I just, three months, I'll just go three months. Oh, maybe I'll just go four months or maybe I'll do three weeks. Or Like the more consistency you can have in your grooming, the stronger your locks will be and the less likely they are to frizz or thin. Um, let me know if we should run back our no retwist challenge. Press a two in the chat if you will be interested down to do a no retwist, no retwist challenge top of 2024. Get us prepared. We got to get mentally prepared for this. Uh, no retwist challenge is where we go eight weeks or try, try our best to go eight weeks without retwisting our hair to better understand our growth cycle of locks. I've did this a while ago and uh, it is hella insightful. <laughs> okay, so we got, we got a couple tools. I'll see what I can put together. All right. Um, Keisha says, what do you use to detox? So when you are detoxing your lock, the goal is to help break down environmental buildup, product buildup, lint buildup, um, biological buildup that may have become trapped and embedded in the locks over time and was not removed through your regular shampooing. I advise everybody, even if you're using no products, even if you're using the most natural products, to still detox your locks. Because while you have within your control the product buildup category, what you don't have in control is your environmental buildup is your biological buildup. Maybe it depends, you know, how, how diligent you are with your shampooing, but particularly environmental buildup. So it's things like pollutants that are outside, it's sand, it is um, smoke, sm like just life in your hair. You didn't even know about. Um, 
getting that out through a soak. So your detox, it can look different. I want us all as a community to know that you probably don't need a full on baking soda added detox. You don't need that unless you're using beeswax and the stuff in the store and them yellow jars, you know what I'm talking about. You might, you probably don't need that. Okay. But just again, the basic detox. Use apple cider vinegar, okay? Because it has malic acid, the acid that is from the apples, that acid is going to break down some of those buildup, um, what do I want to say, buildup contributors, things that cause the buildup. You let your locks soak. They have to soak, okay? Um, so that you can fully remove it, not just from the roots where you're shampooing your hair and you're doing all this and you get a little squeeze in the shower, it's soaking the entire lock. That is what I believe one of the best benefits of a detox. I do on the website, Crown Elements, crownelements.com, have a detox secrets guide that steps you through Additional ingredients, again, bare ingredients, apple cider vinegar and water, of course it's diluted, but additional ingredients that can be added to help you detox your locks, depending on what you've been using in your hair. So I would encourage you to check that out to get more personalized um, support with detoxing your locks, okay? But detox, it needs to be a soak, definitely diluted apple cider vinegar, at the least, okay, for the length of your locks. And for those of you that are in the, you know, shorter length stage, spray them babies, spray them babies with your detox solution, let it sit, let it soak, okay? Jerry says, when the locks are growing past the bra and the ends are weak, is this normal? And is this the same as dead ends? And a trim is suggested. Yes, Jerry, well, I wanna say we talked about we, we went through this stage of the locking process maybe three episodes ago, um, but that's atrophy. And it usually happens around year five and beyond. Just like what you said, shed hair, dead ends, and then it just starts to be like a little separation of like the tip of your locks. If it's like half a lock or it's like all the way up here, that's signs of other problems. But, well, I don't have them now because I trim my locks. But you can, if you hold your locks out and the tip kind of like falls down, that's a sign of the weakness and where you just want to do a little quick snip. All right? So, should be normal, but it depends on how long, um, how long or how far up your lock it is. Um... Thank you, Teresa. Teresa said, I just bought the Detox Secret Guide this weekend. I'm so excited to read it. I appreciate that. I made it, made it kind of cute. <laughs> Kimberly says, I have a loctician that I see anywhere from three to six months, and I usually DIY my curls. Yep. How often do you recommend a detox? Once a year, maybe two, depending on like if you are 
consistently around a lot of smoke, smog, pollution. If you live in a city and you're like walking places or like buses and all that stuff twice a year, because man, my, um, I'm gonna put her business out there. One of my friends works, uh, worked for a gasoline company. And I remember this like back in college, she was talking to me about how, you remember when you used to see smog and smoke from like a bus and like, it'd be like this big black bloom cloud. Do y'all remember that? First of all, if you remember seeing like buses and trucks emit like just big blooms of like black smoke coming, like emitting, you just like, yo, you're polluting the earth. You, you like visibly saw the pollution coming from the vehicle, right? Like I can remember, I remember those times. I'm just like, we stand at a bus stop or just walking out there. You just see a bus just with a whole big, it just fart, black smoke. There was a, essentially, they have now engineered gasoline emissions to no longer be black, to be clear, odorless, colorless. And so the same pollution is still happening. It says you don't see it. So if you're in these environments where it's a lot of cars, it's a lot of bus, a lot of traffic, Stuff is getting in your hair, it's getting in your clothes, getting in your skin, but you it's like we don't even see it for real anymore. So if you're in cities and places like that, or hey, even on a farm, you got a lot of dust and that kicks up. Homestead, two, two detoxes a year. But again, you can do a gentle detox. It don't, it's, it should not be baking soda and apple cider vinegar, none of that harsh stuff. You don't need all that. Okay. Um, that takeoff is serious. I like when it's yes, still talking about that, that uh, exponential growth there. Um, we got to the benefits of locks, got Barbara's question about the frizz. Georgia had a question I'm locked 14 months and I don't have a lot of shrinkage. I started with short for hair and now I'm ear length. I love that. I love that for you. I definitely had shrinkage whole way through. <laughs> so I love that you don't have to experience all of that. All right. All right. looks like that's all the questions. Did I miss anything? There we go. I can scroll up. Uh, ooh, so uh, Kalia, Kal yeah, I think it's Kalia. Forgive me if I mispronounced your name. Says, I heard locksmithing is only a temporary solution. I heard locksmithing is only a temporary solution and not a lasting one. So locksmithing is a grooming technique and it's an amazing technique. It is most beneficial when done by somebody else um, because it is um, you're able to better control the loose hair around the lock. No grooming method. Well, let me not say that because crocheting will just it'll get rid of the frizz or crocheting will put the frizz in its place because like i said the frizz is meant to help the hair to tangle and lock so over time it's going to 
fill in or go inside of the lock. So a crochet, the crochet method will in fact reduce the appearance of frizz along the shaft of your lock and hold it in place. But it's really not something that I recommend you doing yourself. Can be done. I don't recommend it highly, but it can be done. If you're not going to crochet, locksmith. Locksmithing controls the loose hairs in the direction of the hair locking, and it holds it better than just retwisting. For those that may interlock, that's another way to contain the frizz. It's not going to put it inside the lock, but it will prevent it from just being like strays around your head. And then like the lowest level of grooming, not, and I don't mean lowest in that, like, it's not good, but like, this is a method that is quick, it's easy, and it's going to get the job done visually. It's just retwisting like a palm roll. Whoop, do that. Frizz is wrapped, but it needs tension. Okay, so, but a locksmith will hold it in place without anything. So, um, crocheting is a long-term solution. To your point, locksmithing is temporary, I guess you can say. Um, Boomer says, I started my locks in prison. I have had a lot of frizz in my back locks. I've tried to remove it, but it seemed like it was unraveling my locks. Do you suggest, do you have any suggestions on removing lint? So it really depends how long the lint has been embedded. If it's been years, it's been years, sadly, the biggest or not the biggest, the best solution, if it's like really bad, it's like comb it out crochet it back together and then be diligent on the other side. If it has been, I would say less than, let's say two years, you can remove it. I have a video on my channel. It's called the best tool for lint removal. It shows you and it links to the tool. I'm it's on Amazon. I want to say it's like $2, two, $3, but it's just, I forget the name of it, but it's a tool that'll allow you to, like get the lint because what we have to know about lint is that it tangles with the hairs. So yeah, it probably was taking your hair out because that's the nature of lint in our locks. But with that tool, I found it to be the most effective at like releasing it without destroying your locks. Okay. Uh, and Debria, love your name. If I said it right. And I love how it's spelled if I didn't say it right. <laughs> Is locksmithing a new me method? Locksmithing is actually not a new method. Locksmithing was actually coined in 1989 by Ona Orisa Maats. I have a video about this on my channel too, if you want to go back on the history of locksmithing. But she coined this technique after studying ancient Egyptians and their hand placement for grooming the uh, pharaohs and the queens in ancient Egypt. And that method she then started to practice on her clientele and to teach to other locticians. And it really helps, I believe, to shape the locks and hold it in place more so, again, than just a traditional palm roll um, retwist. So um, it's not new, but I do would say it's gaining more popularity right now. 
But yeah, y'all, I hope this live was helpful. Um, the live uh, Q&A, community Q&A, we knew, you know, we try to do it uh, once a month, at least. If you have not joined my community, definitely make sure you check the description box below the video to join the community. It's free, all right? Just so we can stay in communication because y'all know they can shut down social media or whatever. We, how will I be able to find you? So go ahead and make sure you join the community. And if you're looking for hair care products for your lock journey to help you cultivate holistic locks in a healthy way, definitely make sure you check out crownelements.com, which is the hair care line that I have formulated specifically for locked hair. All right. And we will be back Thursdays at 8 p.m. for another episode of the podcast. Truly, truly appreciate you. Please give the video a thumbs up if you learned something, if you enjoyed it, if you're just happy to be here. Truly appreciate that. And subscribe to the channel so you can get a notification and you don't miss what's coming next. All right. As always, I'm wishing you peace love and goodbye.